Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Pinnacle Power Update that's going live on Thursday, November the 7th. I am recording this on November the 6th, the day before. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now if you want to come in and join the conversation. A lot of disagreement about stuff lately, and the conversations are always lively and fun. So if you want to come in and be a part, saynotorage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe helps me out as well so what are they doing to the powerful pinnacle upgrade like what's happening here for those of you that don't know a lot of the times this gets lost in the shuffle because people don't understand what we're talking about so when you go to your actual score your actual gear score is not 966 your gear score is the number before the bonus from the artifacts you can see below 966 it says 950 gear plus 916 bonus so there's a very slow grind to 960 960 being the max gear score you can get before the artifact and it was doing it as plus ones so if you were running your pinnacle activities you were getting plus one drops so 951 and that basically meant you needed three guns and five pieces of pieces of armor to all land at 951 to roll you over to 951 so you needed really really good rng uh to in order to pull that off so one of the things they're addressing is how impossible that was it was like really really difficult uh there there was there was it was almost impossible for people to move the number now this sparked a debate on the rageous roundtable and in my stream pretty regularly about how i started to theorize the only real level grinds you were going to get every season is this guy they weren't going to do a gear bump the 960 was meant to be a really really slow grind that was going to span multiple seasons and they're going to be you know just mainly having us level the artifact this caused a lot of debate people thought I was crazy they're like there's no way they're going to do that okay so then Bungie announces and says they're going to be doing plus twos instead of plus ones because the pinnacle grind isn't going the way that they wanted it to so now there are people coming to me and saying Lono you were wrong it's clear they want us to hit 960 this season that means we're going to get a gear bump next season number one I don't think it means that even if they do intend for some people to hit 960 this season on their gear I still don't think that means we're getting a gear bump next season I also don't think a ton of people are going to hit 960, even with good RNG, it's going to be a pretty small percentage. If you get bad RNG, you're obviously going to struggle to hit it. So, I want to walk through what is happening, what did Bungie say, second, 960 this season, is it possible, is that the goal, does it mean a gear bump, and then I want to end by saying, that's crazy! I want to engage with the people that think I'm crazy and I'm nuts, thinking that they're not going to do, you know, Lono's crazy for thinking they're not going to do a gear bump every season and I'm going to read some things to you from Luke Smith in this video to kind of try to make my case but first I want to read to you what's happening this is from the Bungie developers themselves they said when we designed the pinnacle power band of uh, uh, the pinnacle band of power for season 8 our intent was to provide an aspirational progression that reflects participation in some of the more difficult and time limited content in Destiny 2 this was meant to be a slower progression than the powerful reward band but one that wasn't a gateway to accessing content it wasn't meant to keep you out of content It was there as something extra to do. And then they say this. We're not hitting our goals for the availability of rewards in all slots for the pinnacle level rewards. You may have experienced getting duplicate energy weapon drops from these sources, which is compounded by the need to get a drop in all slots in order to gain enough power to raise your character's power level by one. To mitigate this, we have increased the power grind, uh, the power granted from pinnacle to a plus two instead of a plus one. So they're addressing basically like the bad RNG completely throws us into upheaval. You need eight drops in order to level. Once this change goes live, only four slots will be needed to increase 
the character's average power, at which point your powerful rewards will allow those slots that you might have missed to catch up. Our goal is that the Pinnacle Band remains a reward for tackling the most prestigious challenges, but takes some of the sting away from receiving multiple drops in the same slot. We appreciate all the feedback we've received on this, and we hope to hear more from you about how this changed. Okay, blah, blah, blah. All right. So that's what they're saying, okay? There's a couple things I want to highlight. Number one, they say that this is supposed to reflect participation in the more difficult content. It's something that's reflecting where you're going. So when you hit 956 or 960 or whatever on your gear score, that is meant to reflect you going into the hardest content. They also said it's meant to be slower and not a gateway to content, meaning this is almost a trophy that you're wearing on your character. This is not meant to be a gateway to content. Now, the reason I want to highlight that is because this was their opportunity to speak to whether or not this is a contained grind for the season and whether or not there's a gear grind for gear score increase next season. I also want to point out the fact that they said our goal is that the Pinnacle Band remains a reward for tackling the most prestigious challenges, but takes the sting out of bad RNG. Again, their goal here in changing this is not specifically so you can hit 960 every season. They want it to be something that is a reward for you playing the hardest content, but not have the sting of bad RNG, okay? I'm highlighting their goal here because a lot of people I think are making a logical leap and saying, oh, they're fixing the power grind for Pinnacle, and that means we're going to hit 960 this season. Yes, I believe some will, but they're then saying, oh, that also means we're going to get a gear bump next season. I, I still don't necessarily think so. Let's talk about hitting 960 this season. It still feels like it's intended to be a rare minority. The number of people hitting 960 are going to be a small number of people, maybe 10% of the community, if that. You know, they got to be doing all of their pinnacle grinds on all three characters to really maximize drops, because obviously once you get one character to roll over and you gap fill that person with guns, then you pass those guns to the next character and you're already ahead. Like, if these are all 5-2, you're way ahead. You only need one drop of a 9-5-2 over here to bump over, because that's three, and then you get the fourth on the armor so again it's going to be a small percentage of character players that actually hit 960 now if this was in place at the beginning of the season that's 12 weeks i could envision a lot of very very dedicated players with really really good rng to hit 960 past the halfway mark you know seven weeks into the season six or seven weeks halfway through the 12 week season you could see people hitting 960 now the question remains is that meant to be something a lot of people hit is it meant to be something that is a growing number of people hit or is it meant to be a very short-term benefit for the last half of the season that is then basically invalidated by the next season having a gear bump i don't think so i think this is meant to be something that you carry with you throughout the seasons now this is the time that bungie could have cleared stated their goals for 960 is it just this season is there a gear bump this season and they were kind of not wanting to even talk about it they talked around it they talked very vaguely and when they referenced their goals and their aims they were not talking about you hitting 960 or you know a, a gear bump next season they were talking about basically fixing bad rng and it's meant to again reflect your engagement with really hard content that's the goal of these rewards power progression doesn't seem set up right now for both a gear and an artifact grind each season it just doesn't seem set up that way the way they've set up the you know the 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 game the way they've set up the progression systems and the power difficulties it just doesn't seem set up that way now everybody's like that's crazy lono we've always gotten a gear bump for you know for power grind every season okay that's my last section here that's crazy you're crazy lono 
hold on, slow down, let's consider some things that led to this moment. Luke Smith made it pretty clear, I think, that power progression was not where they wanted it. If you read Director's Cut 1 and 2, there's a lot of talk in there about how this really isn't where we want it to be. This is not doing the thing that we want it to do, okay? And I'm going to read something to you that I think kind of bolsters the argument. When he talked about short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals, he said, long-term goals can take anywhere from a season to several seasons. So in his mind, there is such a thing as a long-term goal that spans seasons. Now, he doesn't say that's the power grind, but in Luke Smith's mind, there are long-term goals that that span multiple seasons. And when he's talking about this, it's on the heels of him talking about the power grind and destiny changing. And we envision people hitting the 950, you know, gear cap in a couple of weeks. And then the other things being slower. So if getting the max, if getting the max gear, he says, we envision a power focused player getting, you know, to max power, that being a medium goal, but then trying to get their builds and everything good to be a long-term goal. Again, the only point I'm trying to make by reading that is that in Luke Smith's mind, there is such a thing in this game right now as a long-term goal that will span multiple seasons, which power progression to 960 could be one of those things. Something else that has been said. He says this, Power in Destiny 2 is imperfect. We're making adjustments to it this year for Shadowkeep, things like seasonal power bonuses and pinnacle activities awarding pinnacle power, but when we look to the future, we feel like the power system may benefit from a rework further down the road. There's real potential in creating more agency for players, figuring out if players should be prestig- or if power should be prestigious or not, and taking on the challenge of how to keep players relatively close together season after season while still allowing them to make progress. Again, indicating that one of their goals is to change the power progression system. They're not happy with it. It needs overhauled and one of their goals is to keep people close together season to season these are things i have been really really trying to impact on people like this is not always going to be the case you are not always going to have big power gains on your gear every single season it is good to see bungie making changes to the plus one to the plus two so you can actually feel like you have a relative form of agency over your power gains but reading those comments from luke smith i really think there is a significant change coming to power leveling and this change that they've updated and, and made does not honestly mean we're getting a power bump next season there's way more in his language and in the current structure of the game to indicate that the main grind every season to get your power to go up in your progression is the artifact that keeps people close together that creates the presence of a long-term goal that he said can span seasons and that could be the grind to 960 if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com as always we're going to go to question and answer please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the Pinnacle Power Update that's coming to the game on November the 7th. This was recorded on November the 6th, the day before. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. Uh, I'm usually live when these hit the feed. You can come in and, and hang out and hit the follow button. If you're not, if I'm not live, you can hit like and subscribe on YouTube as well. So let's jump into the questions. Okay, Shy says, what do you think is going to come of this Pinnacle update a lot of people are saying good job uh reddit you did it again while others are saying it saved the day i don't know of anybody um 
uh, would say, my $5 Canadian took a drop. Yeah, sorry. Conversion rates are a pain. <laughs> um, I don't know why anybody would say, good job, Reddit, in like an angry tone. This this feels like it was the right call. I feel like most, and I know this is just, this is anecdotal in a small sampling, but I feel like most of the people that hang out here that are hardcore and going for that 960, I feel like a lot of them are are happy about this. I don't know if anybody's like, oh, I can't believe they did this. They're making it so much easier. I don't know why you would want it to be as as razor thin of a chance of happening as it was uh, prior to the update. I, I, anybody who's upset about this may, I don't know, maybe they just really wanted the trophy. And, and, and I mean, if I can imagine somebody that gets mad, that might be why they're mad. They're like, maybe they're one of the few people who shot the moon, got the right drops, and they've been they they're leveling up, and now other people are going to catch them. Well, I mean, come on, you didn't do anything special. If I need a if I need a helmet to roll over to nine five one, and I don't get it, your trophy's not like more special because your RNG's better. You've seen a ton of people mad about this. What is their reasoning? What would be their reasoning for people being upset? I don't understand. Like, again, is it a, is it like a badge of honor thing? Like, I've got good RNG and you don't, and I like that or something? Um, I'm not upset, but I would have preferred no change. I am complete. I, I would need somebody to actually take up the banner and argue for like why they're upset about it. That doesn't make any sense. Because uh, to me, the narrow, narrow chance of even hitting a level bump they're making it too quote unquote easy to get to 960. The casuals win again. That to me just seems like you're towing a party line. That feels like you're being dichotomous and almost like political. Like you're the hardcore player and anything that's done to make things a little bit like okay, this was ridiculous. We want to make this a little bit easier. People are just getting like, "Oh, I got to tow the party line. I got to be that hardcore angry player and shake my finger in the face of casuals." That feels stupid to me. <clears throat> H Mongolite. Lono, uh, many of my clan mates are slowly playing Destiny less because of the pinnacle, pinnacle drop limitations. You think the changes uh, should have happened sooner? Well, a lot of the time, stuff like this takes a while for them to measure, right? They, 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 they weren't able... I mean, I think you could have... <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at it and be like, okay, so I need all eight pieces to hit, to roll over, and there's there's very few sources each week like this, this seems pretty limited right I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to see that as a problem but it, it took a while you know they had to kind of measure the the earn rate and the, and the general flow of the community and you know how how often people were or even coming close to leveling up. I mean, how many weeks did people go and probably not bump, right? You don't get the right thing, you don't get the right drop, and you get landlocked. So more than likely, that's one of the reasons this took a while. Um, and because of that, I could totally see them saying, all right, now that we've run our reports, uh, you know, let's make let's make, let's make an update. Let's make an update and, and make it a little bit easier. Also, they have to sometimes run simulations. Okay, now that we've got... X number of pinnacle sources in the game because some of the pinnacle sources have been added since launch. They weren't there the first couple of weeks. So I don't think it should have happened sooner because they more than likely didn't actually know where people were going to end up. Again, I would rather Bungie say this. Let's start slow and just see how it progresses and then if if it's too slow we can always turn the dial up. If you turn the dial up way too loud at the beginning, it's hard to turn it back down. It's like 
Well, you can't you can't put this back in the box. Number one, people are going to get angry and say, "Well, now you're being stingy." And number two, you're going to have the people get there quickly, and then they're gonna be like, "Well, I'm done." And then you're going to have the people come behind them and be like, "Well, I can't do it as quickly as you did because they patched it." Does that make sense? To me, it makes more sense to slowly turn the dial up. Enjoy the spicy spicy convos uh, on the downhill road to a year. Thank you so much, uh, Serge, for the seven months. Welcome back. Yeah, Menagerie is a great example. Thank you, chat. Menagerie is a great example. They sort of accidentally create a ridiculously generous encounter, and then people are like, "Oh, you patched it. I have no desire to run it now." Right? I have. I, have, I don't. I don't give a rip about this now. Um, so I, I think that's that's probably the biggest danger is that you're you're always. I think they took the right approach. You take the. They, I think they took the right approach. Wouldn't the people complaining about the plus two just complain about smart RNG with the same reasoning? More than likely, yeah. Anytime you make something easier, people don't... I think people that talk that way generally don't analyze the change. They're being they're being sort of loyal to a party. It's like a political debate, right? They're, they're just there to tout their talking points. Oh, Bungie did what? Okay, time for me to type up a talking point post about how casuals win again. Good job, you whiny entitled babies. And it's like, okay, can you slow down a second? All they did was make a a, a pinnacle grind more likely for you to get maybe like one to, to, if you're very lucky, two bumps a week on your power level to 960. The seasons are 12 weeks long. Like, what... (laughs) what the frick are you actually getting upset about you know and it's just like yeah okay boomer i guess i don't even know what to say it just seems um yeah it's it seems like a like a party loyalty thing like i gotta toe the party line and wag my finger in the in the, in the casuals face because you know because of this uh cole kizabeth with eight months keep it up lono thank you thank you for eight months of subs welcome back um the reason what do you think about the disconnect between the creators and what's best for the game streamers hating skill-based matchmaking i don't know if anybody's ever made a very good argument for skill-based matchmaking being good for the game streamers hate it because for the same reasons that like everybody else hates it i i I know plenty of skilled players that that don't uh I know plenty of content. I know I know plenty of non-content creators that would say they hate skill-based matchmaking. Um, so I don't necessarily think that anybody is saying, "Oh, skill-based matchmaking is bad be- because I'm a, a streamer." What's wrong with skill-based matchmaking? I don't even know. How do you need to ask that question? Skill-based matchmaking is one of the dumbest things ever to be created. Do you want to know why? It's a dilution of what actually worked in older games like Halo. Ranked and unranked. Skill-based for ranked, non-skill-based for unranked. There's a reason that they split that up. Because you know what you're signing up for when you go into ranked, so you stack up with your buds and you go to town. And then when you want a casual Friday evening where you play against basically anybody in the player pool, you have a different game mode. So don't even bother typing this and saying this. Oh, they just want to beat up scrubs. No, that's not true. That's a false creation. Like, oh, I just want to beat up scrubs. No, they don't. 
There, there it is. Thank you. Streamers hate it because most can't pub stop people and come up with 50 kills. Thank you for being the person to type up something that's completely irrelevant and false. That's not, that is not why people don't like skill-based matchmaking. Skill-based matchmaking belongs in a ranked playlist. It does not belong in unranked, non-competitive playlists. It's stupid. What you end up doing is you take the top 10% and you siphon them off and you say, you only play against this 10%. So their matches take longer to get into, connection integrity goes down, and then they're constantly in a sweat box. Now, if they go into a ranked playlist, they know what they're signing up for. They know that's going to be a thing. When you go into an unranked playlist, it's completely stupid to say, well, your matchmaking is going to take longer and you're going to play a smaller portion of the community because you're really good at the game. Because the big bad meanies and the people that are really, really good at the game, they should have their experience degraded because you're worried about facing somebody who's better than you. I got news for you. The math is in your favor. The math is always in your favor. If a million people in a given day play Crucible, how many out of that million do you think are playing at the level of gigs? How many? Probably not most of them. Probably a minority play at gigs level. So let's say, uh, let's be generous, 20% of the million. 20% play at a pretty high level. And the rest, the other 80% are average, above average, below average. They're kind of in that middle of the road. You're going to run into players like me, right? Most of the time, you're going to run into players like me. I'm average to above average. I can hold my own. I can put up decent stats. The math's in your favor. You're going to run into the rest of the community. And it's based off of connection, right? It's like this idea that there's this, this, this army of sweatheads in the playlist that are going to ruin your day and you need to be protected from them. I just think it's absurd. At at a given time, if there's a couple hundred thousand people playing, there should be plenty of average to below average to above average players. Also, consider this. Whenever you do skill-based matchmaking and every single game is close, what you're doing is you're creating an incredibly boring and rote, rehearsed game. Oh, isn't it fun to have close games? What, do you just want to pub stomp? No. Think of it like this. If you're constantly putting above average players or higher skilled players against other people in the same threshold of, 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 of playstyle, every fight is an almost trade. It's like, crack, crack, crack. Ooh, I got that guy. Okay, it was almost a trade. Crack, crack, crack. Oh, I lost that fight. It's just everybody's KD is very close. The score is very, very close. Okay, those types of games are fun, but it leads to a very sort of boring, non-dynamic environment. Now, change that up and imagine you just constantly get matched against people that are all over the spectrum. Now, when skill-based matchmaking got turned off and all of us were enjoying it, I went back and I looked at my 16, no, it was 20 games. It was 20 games, and when skill-based matchmaking was turned off, I had 16 wins, a couple of close games, and a couple of losses. Now, yeah, I won most of my games. I stacked up. We could talk about stacks versus non-stacks. That's kind of a separate issue. Right now, we're talking about skill-based matchmaking, okay? So, I went and I looked at all the scoreboards, and do you want to know what I found? On every team, there were one or two people at the top with with pretty good stats. There were one or two people in the middle with mediocre stats, and there were one or two potatoes on every on every team. You know, 
And what that leads to is dynamic experiences. Sometimes you round the corner and you're like, oh man, it's Steve the Killer, and he's a really good player, and I'm having a hard time beating him. And you either almost get him, or maybe you finally get him, and that's like, oh, he's the threat on the map. And then you come around the corner, and the two potatoes playing with sticks in the dirt, you get a double kill on them. You're having a dynamic PvP experience that's always a little bit different. Sometimes you make a big play, sometimes you don't, sometimes you trade, sometimes you finally beat the guy who's really, really good. And you're having an experience that is varying. It's going up and down. Instead of this right down the middle, everyone's KD is close, every fight is almost a trade, and the score comes down to the last 30 seconds, and someone pops a super, gets a multi, and they win by two points. Yay! Sign me up for another 10 games of that crap. I just... Skill-based matchmaking leads to that board. I'm always playing the same percentage of the community, and I'm barely ever playing anybody outside of these ranks. People are saying there's an article from Bungie about uh, about the 999 thing on the power climb. Okay. So they just released this. I'm just going to read this inside a Q&A. This is from Dylan, like, right now. This just went out, okay? Let's let's actually pull it up. Let's actually pull it up so it's contained uh, in, in, in the broadcast in a, in a more sensible way. We're going to go to Bungie.net, and we're going to click on News, and then we're going to click on On the Power Climb. Okay, this is from Dylan. He says... Since the release of Shadowkeep, uh, we've been watching the community climb the power as they've embraced the seasonal artifact to take on the Nightmare of the Moon. The Gate Lord's Eye provides not only unique perks for players to earn, but additional power to give Guardians an edge when taking on Pinnacle content. A few among you have been hard on the grind, looking for to, uh, to reach heights in power that some may only dream of achieving. I am Savathun Ravenous. What? Uh, last night... Uh, Bagel4K was the first to reach power level 999. I have set the snare and baited the trap. So Savathun is a part of this, like, artistic... They're, they're trying to have her, like, interrupting the broadcast, I guess. Um, uh, following the guidance of a lore piece, they've also taken on the Shattered Throne dungeon solo in hopes of breaking the curse of the Dreaming City. Is victory so, so easy, hero? The claims made in the Truth to Power lore book were ambiguous. Now that they have been put to the test, the curse has yet to be broken. I am, I am the finality, the reward. I am the true ending. To our friend Bagel4K, this is another gift. You spent countless hours defeating the enemies of the last city, steadily increasing your power to challenge the darkness that is consuming the Dreaming City. Your strength is my strength. We've been watching alongside the community as you've come to the doorstep of being the first guardian in Destiny uh, history to have a four-digit power level. Your victory is my victory. We are humbled by your dedication, and while this may not have broken the curse, we say without question that you have become legend. My jaws are wide and I am waiting. Uh, thanks for playing and we can't wait to see how high you climb each season the wait is long but I am ceaseless and then it says I am Savathun fulfilled um I'm having a hard time reading that oh frick I can't copy paste that somewhere else fulfilled uh fulfilled I'm delighted I'm delighted uh, I'm delightedly expectant. 
Is that what it says? Delightedly expectant? I'm delightedly expectant. Delighted. I'm fulfilled. Delighted expectant. That's it. Okay. I am Savathun. Fulfilled. Delighted expectant. Okay. So she's hovering on the fringes. Um, she's hovering on the fringes and they use this as an opportunity to keep her in the storyline. So cool. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean much, does it chat? <laughs> I mean, uh, it, listen, listen, I think it's cool. They did that. That's cool. They did that. McFly did I thank you for a resub. Didn't you resub a little bit ago? I, I don't know if I thanked you or not. Thank you. McFly. It might've just been in chat. It's not on my dashboard. That's been happening recently. Um, this is a really nice head nod to Bagel. That's really cool. Um, you know, he gets mentioned and gets kind of... He, he gets hailed as, you know, he has actually uh, become legend. That's pretty cool, but I don't think they had anything planned uh, beyond uh, beyond this. Yeah, no emblem for him? Yeah, that would have been a nice head nod, too. Uh, it, that would have been a nice head nod, too. To like, hey, you get, we'll give you an emblem. We'll throw you a little bit of a bone. Um... Uh, that could have been, that could have been cool. Um, so I, I love, I love, uh, I love the idea. I love the idea that they, they include this sort of thing. Like, do you guys remember the one time where like I became patient zero and then like, like Bife put me in a video or whatever, that kind of stuff's neat. Um, again, we'll see. We'll see. I, I still think the goal here is to keep Savathun on our mind. Savathun is clearly hovering in the distance as a potential threat, and I think the Dreadnought will come into play along with her. Solarm with the next question. If the power cap of not being is not being raised each season, like we've discussed multiple times as a possibility, don't you think this update is making it too easy or significantly easier to hit max? It makes me think the whole thing was just an oversight and they are going to raise next season, which seems silly in my opinion. The ideas we've discussed here seem to make the most sense until now. Well, here's something to consider, okay? A very, very, very small percentage of people are going to hit 960 this season, and then that will obviously mushroom next season because you'll have more time, and, you know, this is basically just time over um, divided by, like, how many drops you can get, okay? So, so, in light of that, in light of that, I still think when Luke Smith says they're rethinking power, they're not happy with where it's been, and they want to keep people close together season to season, that language that he said and the fact that he envisions there being, quote, long-term goals that span more than a season, that span multiple seasons, okay? I think a lot of that still points to the fact that they're rethinking power structure and likely then keeping us close together by not bumping gear score every season. The artifact is meant to be that plus the 960 climb is meant to be what differentiates the hardcore and the casual. But again, I'm using Luke Smith's own language here. They want people close together season to season. A power climb every season on top of the artifact grind doesn't achieve that aim indicating that they've not been super thrilled with the power climb and they want to overhaul it in the future also indicates that they're likely going to make changes along the way to experiment, right? They're experimenting. 
And then the fact that Luke Smith says they envision some goals being long-term goals in spanning seasons. Now, the example he gives is an example of like a long-term goal that spans multiple seasons was min-maxing your character with stats on your armor, okay? He didn't give 960 as a reason, but man, oh man, it was right there in the hemisphere of the conversation. He's talking about leveling, he's talking about hitting 960, and then he talks about medium, like short, medium, and long-term goals, and long-term goals being something that can span multiple seasons. I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to read between the lines here, but it, it, it's, it seems to me a likely outcome of everything they're trying to do. They're trying to make changes to the power climb. They limited the number of power sources you can get. They made the climb to 950 quite a bit easier. I, I, I just don't know if they're wanting to make the 50% or 60%, whatever percentage of the community doesn't hit 950, I don't think they want people to get to get stuck behind. So let's just ignore people grinding to 960 for a second. Let's just ignore that. Because people are like, oh, they're going to hit 960. It's going to be so easy. You know, what will be the point in the future seasons? Well, the point would be that 960 gets them be- gets them more readily, you know, empowered to do uh to do end game content right they're they're in a position to to, to jump into end game content more often and and faster with the artifact climb so 960 still has a benefit for them season to season and there's other people that can still go for the 960 i think bungie's likely looking at the lion's share of the community and saying well you know it, it would really make more sense to let these people stay in close proximity and only reset the artifact and not also have a gear climb as well um being able to do 980s nightfalls for shards and exotics uh, owns right like again consider what flame just said and pair that with luke smith's statement that min maxing your gear and your armor and your stats is a long-term goal that should span seasons right so hitting 960 makes it easier for you to do that long-term multi-season goal of getting the absolute best stuff on your armor because you're grinding 980s for better rolls on exotics or better stats or the currencies needed you know to raise that armor i i really do think this is a big distraction from those long-term goals if every season you're grinding the artifact as well as a gear power grind I just, Eugene's made that point numerous times. Doing both is just going to be absurd. I got to grind my artifact and I got to chase gear again. That just seems like a lot. And I think that's going to be a turnoff to people for a la carte seasonal content that's 10 bucks. So, seasonal mod slots will cause you to grind all over again. Maybe, Finn. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know how that's going to work. Maybe not. Maybe they'll just always have that mod slot and it'll change names, but maybe you can still use raid gear or something. I don't know. I, I think you're right. They do want us chasing the new stuff, but we'll have to see exactly how they implement that. How necessary will those mods feel? They certainly feel necessary when you're running 980 Nightmares. That I mean, that's 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 definitely a big help. So. Mr. Han Brolo, I tend to lean towards how you feel about leveling. Having said that, do you feel the slower grind is preparing us uh, to move forward uh, towards a more traditional MMO system in the future, perhaps focusing on a bar or a single level that requires XP over requiring several pieces? I mean, Luke Smith touches on that in one of his... Uh, I didn't I didn't take a screenshot of it. Maybe I did. I don't want to try to find it. He touches on that. 
on making it to where it's more XP focused. He he says something about that, and I again think that their goals for leveling are changing, and I think it being more XP focused with the artifact is a shift. I think it's a shift for them to say we are we are we are moving away from uh, you are you are you are moving away from them being like okay every season there's this bump here there's this bump there you're grinding milestones you're chasing power you know i i think i think in light of in light of the complaints from the annual pass i really really do think they're moving towards more of an xp gain grind every season i really do uh what like you need to have your artifact at level to use this piece of gear I don't know if they're going to do that, Brody. I would find that to be un- unlikely. Um, by the way, if you're new and you've never been here before, or you're coming back around after maybe not watching for a while, uh, the stream's a lot different now. I appreciate people giving me another shot. Uh, if you're enjoying yourself, click follow. That's a free way to support, uh, and that's how you talk in chat. Jalad says, Do you think Bungie is just refraining from saying they are catering more toward the hardcore players with these pinnacle drops tied to hard end game activities? They're not refraining from saying they're catering. Like, they don't use that type of language. Like, we're catering to the hardcores. They don't talk like that. They make it very clear that, like, Luke Smith said they wanted this to reflect participation in more difficult content. So, yeah, that's made for hardcore players. It's meant to be a slower progression for people going into hard content. It's meant to reflect that dedication. He's not going to come out and say, this is catering to the hardcore. He's, he, But he, he is saying who it's built for when he says, this is meant to reflect a player's participation in the more difficult and more aspirational content. So, he's saying it, just not in such a strange way. Like, that'd be a really weird way for them to phrase it. Blake says with the changes coming to the pinnacle power do you think it would be possible to see a plus 10 power bump every season a plus 10 power bump would just seem silly because if let's say you hit 960 and there's like three weeks left in the season you get to enjoy that and all of a sudden they do a 10 power bump next season i mean you're you're basically invalidating their 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 grind not invalidating it but you're cheapening it pretty quickly a couple weeks go by and now all of a sudden everybody else can get to 960 and it goes pretty fast with the way they have the leveling set up now and then I guess then they would start to slow grind to 970 and then they start to slow grind to 980 and then 990 I mean maybe but then you gotta run you gotta take all the delta scaling and all the damage structures and all those difficulty spectrums that they built and you gotta slide them down you know you gotta slide them down and I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to do that. They're just they're, There's a lot standing in the way of me thinking they're going to want to do that. The bomb dog. Is the increased plus two pinnacle enough to make the climb to 960 achievable by the average player with enough time? No. I don't think the average player is hitting 960. I do not think the average player is hitting 960. I think the average player is going to hit 953. You know? Maybe get close to 955. I think hardcore players that do it every single week that get good RNG will hit 960. I think they're the minority, and I think you know the average guy that every week runs maybe a raid or two or tries to hit some pinnacle activities, you know, 953, 954, they're going to get the drops to hit the right spots. Then throughout the week, they can backfill by not running that content, you know. Uh, Carbon says, 
Please note, as this change is currently planned for next Thursday, players should wait to turn in their pinnacle rewards until the hotfix is available so they can take advantage of the plus two change. Does this mean we shouldn't turn in or pick up all... Uh, the reason I asked have been previously told bounties will lock. I, I have no idea. We've been saying they're probably safe to complete, just don't cash in, but it could lock them. I don't know. Bungie didn't speak specifically to it. Wristband was six months. Thank you so much. That is a purple badge. Um, uh, Michael says, when the update is live, uh, when's the update live or when will it take place to add and make the update more amazing than the others with the pinnacle update? It's just going to go live at, uh, at reset uh, Thursday, I believe. Uh, A9 Asinine says, do you think with this update that those affected by the Izanagi glitch will be compensated, making their lost quest progress uh, and pick up the Ada? I think they should just auto-complete everybody's quest and give them the Izanagi. Anybody who's working on Izanagi should just get an auto-complete and just give them the gun. Because they promised it was going to be fixed and then it wasn't. Okay, so just look, you know, auto-complete it and everybody just gets it if you're working on it. This is It's gotten to the point of absurdity at this point. Um... They already said you'd have to do the rare bounty again. Yeah, that's garbage. That's not good enough. That's not that's not a, that's not how you treat the players. I disagree with that. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think people should just be able to go get the, go get the thing from Ada and if you haven't started the quest, then sure. You can start the quest from the very beginning. But people are literally in the middle of the quest and wasting time and wasting rare bounties that they're going to have to then do again? No, that's bullcrap. Give them the gun. Anybody who hasn't started the quest, right, or isn't, if you're at a certain point, it should just auto-complete and give it to you. Anybody who's really early in the quest or hasn't grabbed it, no, they got to grab it and do it, sure. They haven't even been trying. But, like, if people are specifically trying to do it, and then they went further down the the, the 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 road trying to get it done with the promise that it was fixed and they wasted more time and stuff? Absolutely not. They, those people should be given the weapon at this point because they would be done with it and have it. They have been doing the quest, you know. Just get rid of the rare bounty part from the quest. I mean, they could do that. I, I just... If you've been working on it, then you you should be able to you should get something a bump in progression, bypass the rare bounty, or just give me the weapon. I don't know. It'd be pretty irritating, I think. I think it'd be pretty irritating uh, to get that far and then to suddenly be like, oh hey, uh, yeah, we we said we fixed it and we didn't, and I know a lot of you probably just like wasted your uh, wasted your stuff, um, so. It, it it would be I don't know it would be a lot um follow watch esports okay I'll, I'll have to check out that later it would be I don't know it'd be a, it'd be a lot to just ignore those people I think and it might be a lot for people to actually go in and do it you know I, to, it might be a lot for Bungie to fix it Brody are pinnacle drops plus one or even plus two making it so Bungie won't have to bump power level very high between each season? Maybe 50 to 100? It could be 25-ish? No, I don't think they're doing it at all. That's been my main point. Let me grab my water. Give me one second. That's been my main point, is that I don't think there is a power bump every season, because you have your artifact grind, and you'll have the power grind, and I just think they've structured the game to not have that. There's so much in the game now pointing to the fact that there will not be a power bump each season. <clears throat> uh, Blackjack. 
Do you think that Bungie should allow more ways for a solo player to get pinnacle gear other than Iron Banner? I work on a on call as a nurse, so I can't commit to a raid or 1K. I love that you're a fan of the game, but have like life realities that prevent you from doing certain things. But I, I never, and I don't mean this in a mean way, I never want Bungie creating and legislating parts of the game for solo players. And I, I, I don't like saying that because it's like, I don't want you feeling like, oh, I'm a huge fan of the game and I, I like listening to your streams and what the frick, man, I'm a solo player. Listen, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be dismissive, but this game isn't designed for solo players. And the minute Bungie dedicates time to creating lanes for solo players, I believe they are doing something that is at odds with the identity of the game. Um, there, there are plenty of ways for you to get in with other people. There's plenty of avenues. This game dies without solo players. Well, sure, sure. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying go play something else. I'm saying you don't build this game for solo players. You build this game to be a multiplayer living world where there's other people around, right? Like match made strikes. There's people in your public space. It's you're you're almost never alone, right? You, you go into a you go into PvP. You go into a public space. You go into a strike. There's people around. They've even, to help with you being a solo player, they've added matchmaking to two levels of the difficulty spectrum. The two lowest difficulty rungs on Nightfall uh, Ordeals and Nightmare Hunts have matchmaking. So I believe they've added logistical assistance to you if you don't play by yourself, but I don't want them creating content for solo players. That's where I see a big difference. There doesn't need to be solo missions, solo quests, solo pinnacle things. They there there are things there, right? There are there are there are things there that I believe help with what with with what you're wanting to do. And I think the only thing I'd maybe be in favor of is like a built-in game, like in-game LFG or something. Um so a built-in LFG would be helpful. I don't want them making content for solo players is the point that I'm trying to make. That's not the way this game is structured. Whether it's a nightmare hunt, a public space, a strike, a nightfall, a dungeon, a raid, all those things are built for multiple players. And that's part of the identity of this game. If I go and get a game that is meant for single player, I get Spider-Man. And I demand and I insist, like, this should be a co-op game. They should make this a co-op game. You guys should make co-op content for this. I really want Spider-Man to have co-op content, all right? And the developers of Spider-Man are like, we better start building co-op content. My my worry would be that content's not going to square with the identity of that game because Spider-Man's a solo game. And I'm, a- I'm asking things of it that it didn't set out to do, which means the content might not be that good. It's going to detract from other content creation. It's going to co- detract from other things that we would like to do. Other activities aren't going to get made because they're busy making solo solo things. Um, so, and Pit of Heresy is pinnacle for solo players. Well, I don't think that's an accurate way of putting it. The dungeon is is a pinnacle activity for a fire team. There is a triumph for solo players. I think I, I think I want to slice that because I don't think it's fair to claim the dungeon is built for 
for solo players because it's 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 not it, it is a pinnacle activity for a fire team and it is a triumph for a solo player to go in and solo flawless i believe the two i believe the two are different ways of looking at it frail rain with the new pinnacle sources and updates to pinnacle level drops do you think 960 will still be the gear cap beyond yeah you guys are asking all the same question that's fine i but i've made my case about yes i believe it's a it's a seasonal it's a multi-season grind to 960 there will not be uh, bumps beyond this season that's my that's just my um, prediction sometimes i'm right and sometimes i'm wrong with my prediction i have a decent batting average but i've missed i've missed and been wrong on some some stuff Uh, Nick Francis, if the pinnacle grind is going to persist across the whole year, I think plus one power is fine if there was drop protection. I've had so many energy weapons from pinnacle sources, but I don't have a single piece of raid gear. Would you rather a plus two drop or protection? Man, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. My wife hates that saying. She always says it's six donuts or a bag of bagels. Um, she makes fun of me for saying that. But it kind of feels like six of one, half a dozen of the other. Requiring only four pieces at plus two or requiring eight pieces at plus one with drop protection is largely going to be very, very similar with the outcome. I would say then plus two is probably better because, you know, it's it's you know not so transactional if it's plus one with drop protection and smart rng that's very very transactional her saying makes more sense it's six donuts or a bag of bagels there's a big difference between six donuts or a bag of bagels they're very very different saying six of one half a dozen of the other you're still getting six things that's the point of the saying You're still getting people to level up slowly, whether you do plus one with RNG protection or plus two. Largely, the results wouldn't differ that much, right? Hers tastes better. Shut the frick up. Schnozberries. Whether they decide to raise the power level cap every season or not, do you feel like they should be letting us know now? Or would that be counteractive to people giving a reason to play and grind? I think they've said nothing, right? I think they've said nothing because they're planning to update us on it and maybe even let Luke Smith talk about it. What's the difference between a bagel and a plain donut? Got him. Oh, there's a lot of differences. Do we actually need to walk through the way that they're made and the ingredients? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think they've been silent because they want Luke Smith to have the opportunity to address the community about this you know it'll be it'll be phrased in such a way a lot of you guys remember me addressing the power climb in the director's cut and how we had different goals and aspirations for players power progression in the game going forward i could see him doing a little intro like that and then basically being like this is our this is our goal for the season to season grind and here's why we're doing it this way i like I don't know. There's just something about that that makes sense to me, as opposed to, as opposed to saying, "Oh, um, yeah, we're not really going to say anything," and then suddenly next season's going to come out, we're going to be like, "Oh, of course, there's a power climb." I don't know. I think it's far more likely 
that Luke Smith's going to get out in front of this and be like, okay, here's why we're making the change. I know a lot of you are accustomed to having a power grind every season. We're giving you that, but we're doing it in the form of the artifact and XP grind, and we think this is better for player autonomy and agency, because you can stay in the lanes that you like and grab bounties and just continue playing the game and go to the high XP gains that you think are well worth your time. You know, we th- he talked a lot about giving players more agency over their power grind. He talked about that. So I, I, I again think that's more likely than them being like, oh yeah, here's all the info on Season of Dawn, and yeah, of course there's a, there's a power bump. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot in the director's cut, and there's a lot of the information and the wording that he used that that tells me something else is coming. Jaladic says, would it be likely for there to be pinnacle drops uh, that aren't tied to hardcore endgame activities? Uh, as they are now buffed pinnacles to a plus two. Wait, wait, hang on. Ja- I'm reading the second question. Would it be likely there to be pinnacle drops that aren't tied to hardcore in-game activities? No. They, they've said it's to it's it's a it's a it's to reflect you going into difficult content, is what he said. Um, this is an interesting format. Like a it's like a news talk show. Yeah, we basically pick a topic. I do a 10 minute video and then we do Q and A. It's like an interactive podcast. Even earlier when I was on patrol and shooting enemies and baddies, we were having basically like a podcast back and forth. Um, Forty says, as they've now buffed pinnacles to plus two, do you think that they should reset people to 950 at the end of each season to keep people playing the end game activities? Okay, you're asking for a worse a worse suggestion than what what people think about my suggestion <laughs> that wouldn't work man so people are going to grind the 960 and then you're going to take it away from them that would go over like a lead balloon dude the community would i think rightly riot about that so you mean to tell me that i spent the entire season grinding raids and dungeons and pinnacle activities to get to 960 only to have it taken away from me listen the only thing they're resetting is the artifact the only thing they're resetting is the artifact. There's literally no way Bungie would do what you're suggesting. I, 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 I'm not saying that that your idea is terrible, but it, it it's kind of terrible. Like it's not it's not. I just don't think that would go over well at all. And then no one would grind for 960. Um, th- there'd be no reason to. You're just gonna have it taken away from you. Uh, Terse 44 says. Do you think it will discourage people to have our power level go down for the first time with the new DLC season when we lose the power of the artifact at the start of the new season? I don't think it will discourage people at all. I think it's a, it's a shift. I mean, we haven't even really talked about that. Imagine that. Like, really, really think what that's going to do. The power grind is changing. You land in Season of Dawn and you're like, oh, I'm lower. Oh, that's right. Art New artifact. Okay, grind that artifact. Get those mods, get those perks, get you know, get those power bumps. Of course, of course that's going to be a different experience. I don't think they're going to do that and then also say get to grind on your milestones, guardians. You got it, you know, the new power, the new power gear cap is 1000. Um I just I just don't think so. Uh Noob says, will there ever see factions or trials back? I miss those little things. I would love them to both come back. Uh, half and half senpai. Is there, n- if, if there is no gear score max raise, then what grind do people have once the new season rolls over? Uh, I already answered this multiple times today. The artifact. Blader. 
Do you think that people's knee-jerk reaction to the change is rooted in their experience in D1? Shouldn't we take a breath and acknowledge that Bungie recognizes that the pinnacle grind for this season had a huge flaw and are taking steps to improve our experience? Well, right, like... That's why I was shocked to hear that people were, like, mad on the forums and, and Reddit. It's like, this was an experiment. This was their first attempt at something new. Don't act like they're corrupting your your utopian dream about what leveling should be like it's this has been an established standard for years that it's a slow climb to 960 it's a brand new idea it's a brand new system so i don't understand like what are you actually defending A, a, a month a month maybe not even because it took people a while to hit 950 three weeks you're defending three weeks of a pinnacle grind that arguably was pretty bad. And you're going to be like, good, good job, casuals. Casuals win again. What on earth are you defending? Three weeks of an experiment that's brand new to Destiny. A pinnacle grind beyond the 950 gear cap. Like, I, I just... I think people again like to complain and they like to and they like to toe the party line. I'm a hardcore player wagging my finger in the casual's face and that's why they're doing what they're doing. It was an experiment, it was a new idea and and this is exactly listen. If your contribution to conversations about destiny destiny are are basically that line in the sand dichotomous if anything gets changed i'm angry then i don't think you really understand the path that we're on we are on a symbiotic path of the game changing and having things adjusted as we go and feedback influencing updates that's where we're going so if you're always just going to draw a line in the sand and be like just freaking changes like that's that that's get used to it get used to it you know Yo, Dingo with 15 months. I hope you're well, dude. That guy. That's a, that's, that's a long-standing gamer friend right there. I was in a Quake 3 clan with him. Quake 3. That's all. That's old school right there. A lot of you young kids have no idea what that is. <laughs> they come in and talk junk to me, Dingo. They talk junk to me. Acting like I don't know about PvP. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll learn you something. Uh... <laughs> Change is scary. I know change is scary. I know. I know. Leveling leveling changes are scary. Format changes, power climb changes. Uh, those are scary. I, I will always I will I will readily admit that, right? Uh Quick Three was the last time I was good at first person shooters. <laughs> okay, boomer. Oh shut the frick up. I'm not a I'm not a boomer. How old do you think I am? <laughs> uh I am tied. I am. T- I am. Uh, we're we're lost, by the way. Like g- guys like me and Dingo, our generation is like we got one foot in with the millennials, and then we got like another foot in with like the boomers. We kind of we kind of relate a little bit with both. Like we can be a little grumpy and a little annoyed with the young kids, but then we also get a little bit annoyed with the boomer generation that destroyed the economy. But but oh, we we have a foot in each. <laughs> we we have a foot in each getting in each generation. We should probably move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Orc Slayer. Uh, what if each week? You could run the raid three times per character and choose to not take the loot on the first and second run if it's not what they need and allow people to attempt to target what they need, like smart RNG. Um, I just think a better solution would be that I can rerun the raid for non-powerful drops. This sounds like an entirely new, like convoluted 
you know, oh, do this, do that, do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're Gen Xers. That's true. I always forget about Gen Xers. We're like right in the middle. Um, I think it's easier just to say you can run it for non-powerful drops. And maybe, like I said on my one tweet about it, like, have it be tied to a bounty. So people can't just farm the first encounter over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You gotta complete the bounty. You gotta do encounter one, two, three, and four, and when you complete it, the bounty drops four things. You get one one drop from each of the pools once the bounty's complete, and they're all non-powerful. I, I, I think that's an easy, easy add. Um, people just want to be able to do that. If you're going to do such random stat rolls on raid gear, and goodness gracious, the stats on raid gear are awful most of the time. I don't have a very, I have like, out of three characters, I might have two or three drops that are good. Everything else, I've got so many armor drops that are, that are better from just world drops. So I I would, I would say it's just easier to say, eh, you just, you can run it non-powerful. You can run the raid, you know. For non-powerfuls beyond that first three, I think would be a, a real, real easy, uh, a real easy, easy update, easy win. And I again would tie it to a bounty system because I think a bounty system would allow people to actually feel like, okay, I have to run the whole raid. I can't just burn through the first encounter over and over and over again because that would be a bit of a problem. Now, obviously the loot pools are different, so if you want certain items, you'd have to go beyond the first encounter. But again, people just grinding through that first encounter, I think, would would become uh, a, a potential problem. Flying Mangoes says... Do you think that they might just increase max power per season up by 10? Already dealt with this question. Mango said in chat I could skip it. Ghostface. While I didn't mind the plus one, no matter how frustrating I am, pleased with the, I, uh, no matter how frustrating, I am pleased with the change. But at the end of the day, isn't the true culprit RNG? Well, you gotta be careful here. You gotta be careful. Because RNG is a cruel mistress. But man, she sure is pretty, isn't she? Like, she can be pretty cruel, but she brings a real beauty to the, to the canvas of the game, right? Oh, she can be so cruel and make you so angry. But you can't get rid of her because you'd really lose, like, that really nice part of the painting would suddenly not have that, oh, we need, we need the RNG. We need that pursuit of God rolls. Like, we, we need that sense of, I might get it this time. There is something about that. There is a power and a, and a certain level of beauty that RNG brings to the game. It's got two sides to the coin, right? One side of the coin is an evil demonic face that you want to slap and the other side of the coin is this beautiful angel that you want to kiss oh thank you so much I got the thing I needed oh my gosh screw you Rahul you can burn it ha- like you, like there's I don't know would you have that emotional pendulum swing of experience if we just get rid of RNG probably not there's there's highs and there's lows right people always ask me man why do people like Fortnite so much I don't get it because the height of the experience is also coupled with the frustration potential like oh my gosh if I get killed by another stupid bot as soon as I land I'm gonna freaking blow my stack but then you finally win a game like you get all the way to the end you get a good kill count and you win a game and it's like the pendulum swing of experience is so extreme if you get rid of that there's a real danger of the allure to leaves with it oh yeah just put in the put in the time like the RNG's gone you eventually just get everything that you need that's why when somebody said 
Would you prefer the plus two answer or plus one with RNG protection? Plus one with RNG protection is just pure transaction of time. I need eight drops. I do eight pinnacles. I level up. There's no... Ooh, please, 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 please cross my fingers. Please, please, please. Like, I feel... I feel like you need that, you know? I I feel like you need that layer there. So RNG being the culprit, we've got to be careful how we talk about this because remember, go back to when I talked about the Imago Loop grind in Destiny 1. I didn't take issue with RNG, okay? I didn't take issue with there being RNG. There were too many layers of RNG. You might not even get a skeleton key. Finally get a skeleton key, the gun might not even drop. The gun finally drops, it might be a trash roll. Like, the amount of roll potential was absurd. By the time you hacked your way through the RNG levels to get the gun to drop, it was like you were then met with an insane pool of of RNG where you might get an absolutely horrendous roll. And again, so I was taking issue with not the presence of RNG, but the layers of RNG. So, if... If, if that if that happens, okay, and there's too many layers of RNG, we gotta get below and say, okay, RNG's not the problem, it's the layers of RNG, okay? So, when we look at the example of plus ones and you need eight, the issue isn't RNG, the issue is your chances, like the, the raid having so many energy weapons, that's part of the problem, right? The RNG is stacked in favor of the game screwing you over so the issue in that instance isn't that there's rng it's like i need way too many drops this is going to be this is going to take me an absurd amount of time to you know to level up and when that happens i think they took aim at the right thing i think a lot of the times these subjects come up people are frustrated by rng they don't I don't know if you realize if you get rid of it, you're getting rid of a lot of those celebratory moments that you have in the game. Oh, I finally got the role I wanted. Yes. Oh, victory. Those moments go away. Those moments go away if if you uh, those moments go away if you completely get rid of RNG. RNG being the culprit, I, I think is a dangerous sentimentality to take because remember what random roles brought to this game. That's a that's a nice gift. That's a nice gift. That, that really helped the game. That really helped grind, you know? Vork Tanamobe, do you think this update means that the 950 to 960 grind is not intended to last all year? Already answered this question numerous times. Uh, when are we going to fix the bug for the burden quest for the sniper? That's supposed to be coming soon. Uh, Brand Dino says, wouldn't the min-maxing have incredible diminishing returns? Have we seen drops past a certain point that would encourage that grind? It, I, I think uh, Cosmo responded to people talking about stat rolls on was it dungeon armor i forget what it was basically there was a post on reddit that was like these the stat rolls on fill in the blank are terrible i think it was the dungeon and cosmo replied and said we'll pass this on that the you know we're going to take a look at this because the stat rolls should be good in challenging content and by and large my best stat rolled gear has been coming from places that are not the raid and are not the dungeon and I think that that needs to be addressed it was dungeon masterwork drops thank you that's what it was thank you Makalak 
I think the problem that they're running into with the dungeon is the dungeon is grabbing Dream Bane armor and just fully masterworking it, and the Dream Bane armor is is set to not have great stats because it's really accessible. You can get Dream Bane armor drops from Eris's quests. You can grind the Lectern, and they don't want that to be a source of great uh, of great stat rolls, right? And a lot of us got tricked. When I saw my stat roll from the dungeon, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's a it's a sixty one or a six. I forget it was a, it was a sixty one. That's a forty nine. You got to subtract the twelve. And they were making the same point. They were like, you know, a lot of people see those numbers and they get really really excited, but then they realize that like, oh wait a minute, I got to subtract twelve from the total. That's a problem. So the the, the way they're going to approach stats I think is going to be tough because I do think Dreambane armor is intentionally strapped down but they need to consider the source of the drop and see if there's a way to internally say source of the drop should have an influence over the stat roll so when I'm getting armor in the raid whether it's from one of the one of the one of the in-between chests or an encounter chest they should be trending higher I argued that raid armor should not be dropping below 60. It just freaking shouldn't. That I, why not? Like that's the stat floor for raid armor, and then you're in there looking for god rolls, you know. Schnozberries. Since all the weekly challenges become less relevant once you hit the powerful level cap at 950, do you think they could uh, do with those challenges to get us to complete them? Right, they're almost there. You guys remember I've said this numerous times. I've said once you hit max level, the whole game should change. They they're there. Once you hit 900, the whole game changes. All these challenges show up. You got all these new things to do to raise your power level to 950. Once you hit 950, I think a lot of those things should change. Right? I think you should be able to go into those encounters and those challenges and maybe pick something else. Maybe a chance at an exotic because you're trying to get a better roll on a certain piece of armor or something. Um... The, the, the danger now is is they're doing the same thing that that oh once you hit a certain level so much so many of the activities don't matter anymore I think you could make them matter I think hitting 950 there could be another congrats on hitting 950 click all all these encounters and all these challenges are now different I feel like the players who want high stat drops and farm them don't care about low stats from the dungeon if that makes sense the average player will just be glad to have a 10 energy to put mods on but the hardcore player don't need the masterwork armor from the dungeon right like a lot of people are just going to turn the dungeon farm every week into a material farm which is I think that's a, that's unfortunate I don't think that's the right result of that content I think that content especially if there's another apparently there's a data mines difficulty coming a higher difficulty that'd be really cool if they were able to do that you could actually give rewards a lot of those triumphs rather than just the triumph score. Yeah, but I mean, those are one-offs. Troja. Do you think it would be better if we could chase better gear, stats, and perks than chasing uh, a number each season? This again, this again harkens back to something Luke Smith said. He said a long-term goal was a goal that would span an entire season or multiple seasons, and he used going for the best stats as an example. This is another reason why this is another reason why I think a gear bump every season doesn't make sense. You're primarily going to be focusing on getting your artifact up, getting back into those end game cycles and those loops to try to get the best uh, to try to get the best 
stats as well as just continue to grind for the resources needed for you know level 12 on your I'm sorry level 10 on your armor uh rabble rouser if the soft cap increase next season how easy is it for Bungie to raise difficulty levels of the pinnacle activities I don't know how easy it is but here's the danger let's imagine that 60% of the community is in the 930s right now and they generally kind of stay there okay uh, they generally kind of stay there and they're getting close to 950 and they're excited to be able to run 950 content a little bit better uh, and the artifacts pushing them over 950 right maybe their 930 gear score artifacts giving them a nice plus 10 and they're 940 something so 950 content's not too bad they're hoping to hit 950 that plus 10 takes them into the 960s they could they could dabble in some of the 980s maybe okay and let's say Let's say that that's like 60% of the community is in that category. I think that's that's probably close to accurate. There's a lot of people in that in that boat. And then Season of the Dawn lands and all the content difficulty spectrum has to go up because you're giving everybody a 50 gear bump. Oh yeah, you now your gear can go up to 1000. Awesome. Sweet. And then that means the hardest content is now level 1030 and the the 950 content difficulty becomes level 1000 and that 60% of the community is now like great this is like shoots and ladders you just slid the board and I'm further down the board I was really close to the top of the board in shoots and ladders and you just sent me back down three levels and I feel like I I've wasted my I've not really achieved anything I gotta I gotta do it again I gotta grind the artifact, that's not a problem, that's kinda automatic, you know, bounties, XP, etc. But I gotta start getting drops again to try to get close to a thousand to get back to where I am whenever whenever you're you're trying to do that stuff. So you're always sliding the game out of their reach. Oh man, we're just getting to the point where 950s feel like they're really doable. Maybe dabble in some 980s. And Bungie's like, that's cool. How many of are you? Oh, 60 to 70% of the community. That's nice. You guys are just about to reach this content. <laughs> it's on a higher shelf now. <laughs> Hopefully you like grinding for powerful drops because you're going to have to do that a lot again. I don't think people like that, and I don't think that it worked very well in the annual pass, hence the injection of surge bounties and surge quests. Law Enforcer says, The season cycle benefited from a wealth of new story missions. Do you have any concerns about the next season and how they keep interest? The biggest question mark I have had for a while is, how substantive will each season be, and what am I chasing? That's my biggest question marks. Like, Shadow Keep's really, really good, but the seasonal side of Shadow Keep is really light. It's really light. It's just Vex offensive. There's not much. Couple of exotic quests. So, you know, and some free stuff. You know, it, what are you doing? What's going on? I'm curious. You know, I, my thought would be if you look at the annual pass, uh, Black Armory, you go from Armory to Drifter to, to Opulence. Each season got a little bit more involved. We didn't like Drifter, but if we're honest, the reckoning and the the way reckoning worked and and the, and the creating the the nodes and 
or the moats or whatever and getting the armor and gamut prime there was more to that probably on paper than the forges for black armory black armory was the forges we got scourge that's true but the 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 meat grind like the meat and potatoes grind was a little bit lighter reckoning what i'm uh reckoning probably would have been loved and lauded if there would have had a you know the ada frame system and then you could have just gone in there and gone for the weapons and then you get to opulence and opulence is like oh this is perfect so I look at that and say, okay, logistically, things get a little bit more. There's like an upswing every season. Things get a little bit, uh, you know, better. Things get a little bit more substantive. So I feel like the Vex offensive and the seasonal content for Undying was thinner, understandably, because it was attached to Shadowkeep, and they'll have more time for the next season, and then they'll have more time for spring and more time for summer. If you're dividing it up and there's a team working on the winter season, they had more time than whoever worked on Season of Undying. And then there's a team working on the spring season. They had more time than whoever worked on Dawn or whoever worked on Undying. And then the summer season. They've had way more time than the teams that worked on Undying, Dawn, and Spring. So in my mind like just sort of theorizing and speculating I could see each season getting a little bit better with respect to substance and quantity and then we'll probably be pretty happy with that I hope that's the big question you guys can create great content is it scalable do I care about the new loot pursuits and the new content if I have a bunch of god roll weapons and maxed out armor am I going to care about anything in season of dawn and beyond that's the big question mark I think Bungie probably has a pretty decent plan yeah i would think with luke smith making a lot of these changes they would have thought through some of this so we'll have to wait and see ghostface wouldn't intentionality like ada's bounties bring feelings uh both to the table well this is why i continue to say ada's bounties are the exact combination of rng and intentionality that we need i've been preaching this i've been preaching this message since she showed up and we got it in the menagerie and we got it in ikora and we got it at the lectern praise luke smith we we've gotten more and more intentionality mixed up in the pot with rng and it's great you want to make as many freaking grenade launchers as you want go for it just keep making those grenade launchers and rng is there laughing at you and then you finally get the drop you want and it feels really good so intentionality married to rng is a great combination and ikora's ikora's frames if you take ikora and you look at her she's got weeklies dailies repeatables and then underneath there you got frames for weapons take that and shove that into zavala and shove that into shacks and shove that into the drifter and you don't even have to do much with Drifter. All you got to do with Drifter is take the weapons from Reckoning and just rotate them. Free update. You can just grab those and intentionally grind for a, a, a Doomsday. Intentionally grind for a uh, Spare Rations, right? And then a couple of weapons per season for Shaxx and Zavala. And then maybe also always have the five pieces of armor present. So five pieces of armor present as things you can buy and intentionally like, I want to get a full set of crucible armor and I want good stats. And right now I'm focusing on gauntlets and you just make as many gauntlets as you possibly can by playing a ton of crucible and always grabbing those frames. They already have the currency, right? They already have the currency. She has a currency and you buy those frames with them. They already have the currency. Tokens are dropping. They're there. Zavala and Shaxx are primed and ready for her system. It's intentionality mixed up 
beautifully with RNG. So you never feel like it's futile. You feel like you're choosing what to aim your sights at. And by aiming your sights at it, you are only frustrated by the bad drops. But the bad drops need to be there because it makes the good drops better. So we need more and more of that. The, the fact that I was, uh, as soon as I saw Ada, I was like, this is exactly what we have wanted for such a long time. That intentional pursuit. And then we got it in Menagerie. And then we, and then they're, they're, they're continuing to take that. And it doesn't always need to look exactly the same because Ikora and the Lectern are different, but the spirit is there. You can sense that Ada frame spirit of this is what I want. I'm going to go after it over and over and over and over again. And that's something that I think makes the game special and really, really addicting. So, uh, and that's plenty of questions. Uh, don't go anywhere. I'm not shutting the stream down. we got some more things to discuss and talk about and some cool things happening. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.